Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today is our monthly listener response show for our questions of the week for uh, the end of January and February. So we're going to read through some responses now and let you know what we think. Mm -hmm. So thanks for writing in, everybody. Um, Our first question came from our Return of the Jedi episode. It was, do the changes in the Star Wars movies still bother you? Mm -hmm. Which we knew... Most people would probably say yes. Yeah. So here, here we go. On Instagram, Alan said yes, but I'm from the Han Shot First era. So uh-huh, yeah, right. An, an older gentleman. Sure. And Instagram, uh, Debbie said, JFC, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got angry just from this picture. Oh, wow. So we had posted a picture of George Lucas, like kind of in a flannel shirt. <laughs> Between the two Vader Force ghosts yeah. from Return of the Jedi. So you got Hayden Christian and um, the original actor. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. So, And and that picture apparently pissed her off. Yeah. I, and, <laughs> and, you know, that was the desired intent, I think. Yes. Um, which, you know, <laughs> seeing George just in his everyday uniform, too. Um, yeah, right. Tucked his, in jeans. Exactly. And, with oh. his moldy old flannels out, and he's got $12 billion. It's, it's, it's you know, whatever. He's just a regular guy. Sure. Man. <laughs> I only changed the face of cinema. <laughs> um, but but yeah, on Kate or on Facebook, Caitlin said yes, all caps, exclamation mark. Didn't really elaborate, elaborate, but yeah, yeah, you don't that, have that's to. It's a solid right. answer. It pisses you off on Facebook. Um, Jeff, I think he's from the Discography Discussion podcast, like it's a metal music podcast. Mm. Um, he said the changes bother me so much. I have a laser disc player specifically so I can watch the original Star Wars theatrical releases at home. You know that's real commitment, and I I'm I applaud. Yes, yes. So the changes bother him. I'm assuming. Right. Um, we also got a response from Matt who said no. Most of them are justified, especially Palpatine in Episode Five. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. I would not fully agree with this. I would say some of them are okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, changing Palpatine, maybe a little bit, um, but maybe opening up Cloud City, making it look nicer was a, a good choice they did in Empire. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. And the thing with, with I guess, changing Palpatine, I th- the only thing I, well, what I would counter with that is I, I really think that the original Palpatine looked scarier. I did too. He's still like eyeball looks like it's falling out of his head right. and stuff. Like, yeah. As far as I know too, it was apparently just Rick Baker's wife wearing a pullover mask. Probably. Which is, is really like, it's a, it was a better effect. Scary. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah, we got a hot take from Matt. Right. Um, they don't really bother him. <laughs> uh, Benjamin also said on Facebook, I just watch my bootleg theatrical release and don't have to think about it. Hey, ben, you, know, you could do, res- what, do what you got to do. Respect. Yeah. Um, easier than getting a laser disc copy. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I saved this one for last because Dane wrote in on Facebook with a whole, you know, uh, thesis. here. Yeah. Dane, Dane um, went on a filibuster. Dane and it's went great. On. Yeah. So I'm going to read the whole thing here, folks. It won't take too long. Just a minute, maybe. But he said, yep, because they make zero thematic sense and look disjointed visually. The changes in Return of the Jedi might be the most awful. Even if I do like the new Victory Celebration song, I'd still argue that the original Celebration song sounds much more like what 1980s John Williams would have thought a bunch of feral forest bears would have created. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that sentence. That's awesome. Um, But the worst part about the changes is easily the fact that Lucas went out of his way to make sure the theatrical releases have no official release. 
The last way to get them officially was on the DVD release from 2004, and those versions aren't remastered. They are literally transfers from the VHS and lack progressive scan. The fact that you have to resort to fan-made edits of those films to actually experience the versions that were nominated for Academy Awards and that hundreds of thousands grew up with is a damn shame. Have your director's cut, George, but let us have the option at least. Here, here. We went off on that on the episode. We did. Just have both versions. Make double your money. Why not? If that's all you're if that's all you're interested in is making the money, then yeah, we have a way you can do that. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like they do bother him, but what bothers him the most stems from this because they don't have the originals. I know. Every other movie you can buy the director's cut. You can buy both cuts. I know. And, and when Steven Spielberg did his changes to ET, he offered you the eventually offered the the, the original version. Mm-hmm. So you hear the penis breath line. Um, the the government agents are holding guns instead of walkie talkies. Yeah. You know, like they were originally. And he, I mean, it, it was the right thing to do. The the guns and walkie talkies thing I can forgive, but taking the penis breath joke out unforgivable what are you doing i need the penis breath i know it, it's it's just it was in the script and you and he said it and it was yep. on film and it was part of history it's you one have of to my leave favorite there. jokes right ever. oh my gosh right and it's not even a joke it's just a, it's just a kid yelling at exactly his it's a weird little kid insult who doesn't know <laughs> what he's saying right you know he doesn't know anything about blowjobs like what is he <laughs> exactly all right he just knows that it's something that that, that is going to be um yeah yeah it's yeah, something you'd right. call somebody when, when you thought they were an asshole. Penis breath. Right. What you, all right, Dave. So what about you? Do these changes bother you? I'm assuming yes. Uh, yeah. Short answer, yes. Um, I, I have, you know, we, I guess when you we see our this, episode, so, right, yeah. it's, it, it's something that now it doesn't keep me up at night. And I yeah. mentioned earlier, you know, like I, I'm sure that like years ago when they first happened, I was probably, you know, ranting and raving about stealing my childhood or whatever. And uh-huh. obviously everybody, <laughs> my childhood is, remains intact. But, um, that's good. Yeah, good exactly. Right? I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, every time I think it's, it's no big deal and I shouldn't worry about it and I shouldn't have strong opinions about literally every subject on earth, I'll watch one of the star Wars movies and I get mad all over again. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. Um, for me, they, they, they don't bother me as much as they used to. They still, they still kind of bother me. So like the thing is, When they came out in 1997, I thought it was like a cool novelty. Mm. You didn't know this was it. This was the change. Oh, yeah. The world had shifted. Yeah. Like you weren't going to see the original. Never getting that back. Right. Um, So at the time, I thought it was neat. Like, oh, cool. They added this cool extra stuff in. Yeah. You know, we're getting a special version. I didn't know they're getting rid of this shit. No. Come on. So, yeah, that bothers me kind of in the same way it bothers Dane. Yes. Um, But yeah, the, the, the changes themselves they're fine as long as you could still get the other way but yeah f- fuck george lucas <laughs> i mean that one I didn't quote think i'd get this mad right i know now. it, it happened <laughs> it, it'll happen to you every time every time the subject comes up you will think about it again right 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 okay we're gonna leave star wars in the past right because everybody knows how we feel <laughs> um we've done it a half dozen times now on, right. on the air let's go to taxi driver the question was, what is your favorite movie where New York City is a character? So, look, kind of what does this mean before we get into it? What does it mean when you say New York City is a character, Dave? What do you think of when you um, hear well, that? Well, I, th- I guess when 
New York City is just so indelible for probably everybody in the world, whether they've yeah. been there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just evokes something, and right. when it's it's more than just a setting. No, it's exactly like the feel. Yeah, there, there, there's yeah. a there's a it's it's kind of it kind of suffocates characters in mm-hmm. a way, and you know it, it you can you can feel it on screen when yeah. you're watching. Like that's exactly what I think when mm-hmm. I say something like that. Right. Um. So. On Facebook, we got quite a few responses here. Carrie said, I mean, I will forever love Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Nice. <laughs> Which, I love that too, man. Right. Uh, and, that, and that's a, kind of a fresh take on it. It's it's not grimy New York City exactly. It's it's um right. That's mid nineties. Yeah, it, uh, revival. It's, yeah, it's it's homeless birdmaster in the forest. Well, that's park. true. It, well, I you're mean, you're still park. Yeah, and and it's not fully been Disneyfied yet, but uh, yeah. it's getting there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Chris on Facebook also said Home Alone 2, which I, yep. Yeah. Eric said Die Hard with a Vengeance. That was a... <sighs> I think it, that is an underrated sequel. I agree. I mean, Die Hard with a Vengeance, we that movie about, rules. Uh, sequels that do rival the original. Yeah. I think Die Hard 3 is almost as good as the first one. I... It's good. I might put it it's, above a little bit just because... It's so different though. Yeah. And and Jeremy Irons one of the best villains and and like yeah. the, the the scavenger hunt that he puts Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis through uh-huh. in New York City is really something right yeah I I love that movie yeah um, and then Trevor also said um, nearly all the films that spring to mind are Scorsese films <laughs> bringing out the dead and After Hours seem most relevant to this question I you know he 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 mentions Martin Scorsese Trevor. And you're thinking, oh, he's you're going to talk about Goodfellas or whatever, or uh-huh. he's going to talk about, you know, Taxi Driver. No, he goes with After Hours. Yeah. And that one, I mean, one of Scorsese's most underrated movies. And Bringing Out the Dead doesn't get nearly the credit it does. Um, I've never seen that. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. Uh, it's, it's about an ambulance driver in New York City. And it's... The whole thing takes place at night. Uh-huh. And it's, it's just about, like, you know, being an insomniac and and seeing bad shit and okay you know it's it's imagine if travis bickle had a good heart you know and he he didn't waste people with a gun right um this is a guy who wants to clean things up but he just doesn't have the power to do so and he does wants to do it for the right reasons and he wants to help people okay Um, it's it's a much better message okay um and yeah i like that it's fantastic and i after hours i i will just always defend that movie it's fantastic thank you trevor for bringing that up (laughs) made my day yes it did um, so what are your answers, Dave? Um, so I have, uh, uh, cruising obviously is, oh, yeah. you know, you, you could feel Former New York episode. there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my dinner with Andre, it, it, it's, you know, even though it was shot in Richmond, Virginia inside that restaurant, um, it's obviously a New York movie, you know, when he's um, walking to the restaurant, is that filmed in New York? That was filmed in New York. Okay. Yes. Yes. All, all right. the subway stuff is, is, and you know, his cab ride at the end, yeah. that's all New York. Okay. Um, and then I'd like to bring up an obscure thing because I like to do this on these question of the week yeah. episodes. As if you see a movie from 1979 called The Driller Killer, yes, um, yes. man, <laughs> you know I, <laughs> Abel Ferrara. I think it's his it's his debut film. I had that on in the background the other day. Nice, yeah. dude. All right, yeah. it's a video nasty, mm-hmm. and um, I remember the first time I saw it, I didn't know who the who, anybody in the cast. I just knew it was an Abel Ferrara film, and the the main character Reno Miller is this really scuzzy looking dude. Yeah, and I'm like, who is this guy? Who's just like the like he's kind of a Joe Spinell type, but he's he's like yeah. even more off putting. There's a lot of grease. Yes, yeah. he's he's a greasy hairy guy. 
It's Abu Ferrara. <laughs> oh, it's him. Yes. That's great. I'm like, okay, well, there, he's the driller killer himself. Awesome. Yes. Like that, the movie, if you ask me, it's kind of boring. Oh, of course. But um, you're not there for, you know, an enthrall- a th- enthralling story. Yeah. It's it's the driller killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you heard about a video nasty and you wanted yeah, to, like, check it out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a couple that come to mind for me is, like, Ghostbusters. Nice. Like, yeah. literally, the city is turning into evil gods. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, right, right. Like, of course. The building itself is used to summon gods. Yes. Yeah. And, and talk about New York City suffocating you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going literally trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, and, and do the right thing. Definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the, the, wow. they're in Brooklyn, man. Just. Yeah. On that hot day and <sighs> suffocating heat. Yes. Suffocating environment. Suffocating Suffoc- people. Yeah, suffocating issues. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, like the whole thing is is coming to a boil. And yeah, and it could happen anywhere, but that it happens in New York City. Yeah, it, it makes a big difference. Yep, it does. Um, let's move to Wall Street, Dave. The question is, what films are the best cautionary tales about being led astray by the wrong mentor? So no one replied to us on this. Right. This is the AP course. This is an advanced question. <laughs> right. And we understand... It's not for everyone. Sure. Uh, but we, we got a couple ideas here. So, Dave, what, what do you got here? Uh, Magic Mike. Um, okay. You know, I, I just realized that when I was thinking about the question, you know. Yeah. Um, now, eventually, uh, the right choice is is made. You know, like, it's, it's kind of, well, actually, no. He, he still does go with Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. in the end. Um, but, you know, he was supposed to go with, um, with Channing Tatum. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, his life would have been better. Yeah. It, you know. Um, the other one, of course, the most famous one is Sweet Smell of Success. Yeah. Which we yeah, did an definitely. episode on, and it's one of my all-time yeah. favorite movies. Um, and Wall Street is kind of based on it a little bit. Yes. You know? Right. And Oliver Stone, like, also, I mean, people have pointed to Platoon as as kind of another example of this, like, where Charlie Sheen is kind of torn between Willem Dafoe and Tom Berenger. Yeah, um, that's true. And the only thing I kind of counter that with is that I, I don't feel like the character ever fully commits to being led by Tom Berenger in that movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's more, he's always kind of with Willem Dafoe, you know, through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, it, it's still, those themes are still there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sweet smell of success. I, I'll, I'll always recommend it. And, and it, cause it's just, I mean, Sidney Falco knows better every time he makes a move mm-hmm. and he always makes the wrong choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, you know, we've talked a lot about Star Wars, and Star Wars kind of fits into this with sure. Anakin Skywalker, no doubt, uh, following Palpatine down the dark path. And but what what worse mentor to have in film history, like well, than the Emperor himself? This one might be number one. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it's he he's literally the, the fate of the universe hangs in the balance. <laughs> right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sidney Falco wasn't going to destroy the galaxy. You know. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The stakes were higher for Anakin. You're right. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then the master. Oh my god. Of course, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Jeez. Like yeah. You shouldn't follow for sure. Wow. Wow. That's that's a yeah. That's a really a great excellent film one. with fantastic performances, <sighs> and you you don't even know it right away. Like you shouldn't follow this guy, and, and you find out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joaquin Phoenix needs to learn <laughs> and, like and everyone does amy adams everybody needs amy adams yeah. is the phantom menace in that movie oh you know wow you know? <laughs> that is a quote for the front of the box 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I know that's a favorite of yours too. Yes, so. awesome. <laughs> Let's move to promising young woman. This is the last question here. So, what is your favorite film about uncomfortable subject matter? On Facebook, we had some responses here, and Mark. He posted a gif of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. That was awesome. Pulling his cheeks into a smile with yes. his hands. Yes. Um, which is funny because I think I had just watched Joker the day before he p- posted that. Uh, such perfect timing. Uh-huh. You know, serendipitous of that. Right. And it's and uh, you you broke it down when you mentioned it too on the What Have You Been Watching about like how it's just, it is a really good uh, meditation on mental illness in some ways. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it goes into dark places, but I mean, it's about mental illness. Yeah, definitely. And also Will said, do not watch the house of yes. Have you heard of this? I've never yeah, heard of the house uh, of yes. It, it's, I think it's a, a movie with Joan Allen. Um, and it, I have not seen Parker oh, no, wait, Posey. Uh, Parker Posey. Yeah. yeah I the looked other, it up. Yeah, that's right. Joan Allen's is just called yes. Yeah. So Parker Posey stars in it, directed by Mark Waters. Um, IMDb says it's a mentally unbalanced young woman who is convinced she is Jackie Kennedy and she flies into a murderous rage when her brother returns home to reveal he is engaged. I'm, I guess it gets pretty disturbing. I think it's from 97. I think that's a dude's so, on incest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well, maybe we have to watch this. Right. It's, 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 it's our it's duty. kind of in our wheelhouse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We haven't done many incest movies this year Dave. i know it so, thankfully yeah, yeah it hasn't it hasn't crossed our path quite yet and then it you know it's so so wrong i know okay why we, we didn't do it on purpose everybody these? yeah just, <laughs> anyway chris said mrs doubtfire <laughs> i don't know if he's being facetious like so is he talking about you know a, a film that's about like divorce and family or is he talking about like deceiving your ex-lover to get access to her court-appointed children. Like, how d- disturbing you untake this? <laughs> Either way, you spin it. it you, you've just nailed it. Like, th- yeah. that movie is... That movie's fucked up. I'm not gonna lie, though. I love that movie. I grew up watching it as a younger kid. Yeah. And at the time, it is Robin Williams being funny. Right. And there's kids in it. And so I loved it. And Chris Columbus can weave a, an engaging yarn about things. and No uh, doubt. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. But when you pull it apart, it, it is <laughs> yeah, uh, a disturbing story. It is. And, and he's, it's a psychotic thing he does. Yeah. Yeah. Sally Field should murder this man. Uh, she's well within her rights to like say. He almost you, kills Pierce Brosnan. He and- does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she, could see, she could like get a court order saying you will not come within, uh, you know, 10 yards of these kids. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, what you've done is, is uh, you're an disturbing. agent of chaos. Yes. It's an uncomfortable subject matter. Right. Is what you have done. Yeah. You, you, you need, this guy needs to be in prison for a little while. Yeah, he probably does. Um, <laughs> this is doubtfire. Not something I expected to come up on this right. question. Right. But I mean. But Daniel Hillard is a monster. Yes, I mean, he we, is. You know? um, speaking of masks, like, oh my gosh, his face falling off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Disturbing. Yeah. Okay. And also, um, Trevor said, uh, Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here. That was a pretty dark ride, tense and uncomfortable, and Phoenix, again, giving a truly layered performance. Which, it's a movie I hadn't seen, and I, I mean, I knew about it, but I, I, I just never got around to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check it out, though. I added it to my Prime uh, video watch list. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. When it came out. I think it was like 2018 or something. Yeah. And it's been haunting me ever since. I haven't watched it. It's just what? sitting there. Mm. 
That and First Reformed with Ethan Hawke. Oh, you haven't watched First Reformed I haven't yet? watched that. I just, they came out around the same time, I think, okay. the same year. Yeah. And I added them to my list to watch. And just every time I go to Prime Video, they're staring me in the face. And I just haven't <laughs> watched them. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've watched anything that Trevor recommends, obviously. He's got good taste here. Yeah. I, I would also recommend First Reformed. Yeah. That movie is, is quite a ride. Yes, it is. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, so what do you got here, Dave? What are your answers for this? Um, well, I think we, we did a previous episode on happiness. Yes, definitely. That came to mind for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is a movie I've told you about. Uh, I, I own it, and I've only watched it once. It's called Nil by Mouth. I, that's what I thought you were about to say. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie... Maybe we'll do an episode on it at some point. I don't know. But it, it would mean that I'd have to watch it again. Yeah. Um, it uh, it's it's Gary Oldman's only directorial effort, and scene of domestic violence in the movie yeah. that is um, so graphic and so upsetting that like you, thankfully I mean well it, you just you can't watch it right you know and and it's and it's not long it's it's just that when it happens it's it's like oh it's my so god shocking it, it is yeah completely yeah. just you know. And it also holds the the world record for number of profanities in a, in a film. The movie's ninety seven oh, minutes long, really? and I think there's four hundred uses of the f word. Wow! Um, it's it, it, it's it's like it's Mike yeah. Lee's kitchen sink realism just ratcheted up, you know. Eesh. And apparently, it's autobiographical in yeah. some ways. Um, and because at the end of the credits, it's you know it says for my father, and. Oh, wow. And it's about like just living on the dole in South London and how difficult that can be. Yeah. It's, it's so, it is really, I, it's a true masterpiece and I've only seen it once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Excellent. Um, I thought you might bring up Naked. Well, um, yeah. Mike Lee's Naked. <laughs> right. Which is definitely a qualifier for that. Yes, no doubt. Um, I mean, yeah. It, that one, that one is, it's a previous episode another we did. Episode. Yeah. yeah. And I would, of course, I would recommend. Everybody knows that Mike Lee's my favorite filmmaker, and Naked is one of the essentials. Yes, it is. Um, something that sprung to mind for me is Kramer versus Kramer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's about divorce and child abandonment and trying to reconcile things. And it's it's a pretty tough watch. People like adore this movie and are kind of charmed by it. I find it disturbing. This, you know, when he's like just when the kid is misbehaving, you know, those scenes really upset me, you know, because it's, it feels so lived in and realistic and, and you're right. There's nothing, this is not a a delightful romp. Like everybody says it is. It's, it's a kind of, it's a very realistic depiction of like, uh, of that subject matter. Yeah. I think it's, it's very difficult to watch. Right. Um, but I mean, it is a good movie. I, that's another movie, Dave. I will never watch that movie again. That's and unless dude, we yeah, do an episode on it, I'm never watching Kramer vs. Kramer again. I, I wouldn't hold it <laughs> against you. No. Um and one movie that I will watch again is Raw. The the French movie from a few years back oh, about yeah, cannibalism. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. It's a wonderful film. Um <laughs> but it's definitely an uncomfortable subject matter. No doubt. Yeah. So um, I recommend that one hard. Yeah, that yeah. might be a stay tuned. Actually, we'll okay, do perfect. Do an episode maybe in October, folks. That would be that would be fitting. Yes, yes, because you you recommended it to me and you told me how upsetting it was, and I've, you know, I've been kind of a coward about it to be honest okay. with you. So maybe maybe it's a Halloween thing. Yeah, um, like I said, I will re- rewatch this movie multiple times. Perfect. It's not that upsetting. Okay, good. But it, yeah, it's definitely 
for the normies out there, <laughs> not the fucked up movie people like us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they might not want to watch this. <laughs> and, and, you know, like there, there are also some, there's some famously fucked up movies like that are just, I think they're, they're graphic and um, upsetting just for the sake of it. Yeah. Uh, those are not what we're talking about no, with, with this. I no. mean, you know, a Serbian film is, is just trash. I'm never going to watch that. No. You couldn't pay me to watch of that. Of course. Yeah. I don't want to. Um, I think that Irreversible is is a is a good film, um, but I can totally understand why no one would who going in would want exactly. to see exactly some of these films like that. They, there is merit to some of it. Yeah, the the story and the what they're trying to get across and the themes of them. Yeah, are very well done and they make you think. So like a lot of these movies, that's what makes them great. Right, not the disturbing content. Of course, it's what they're talking about around that. So. Yep. Yeah. So everybody, that uh, that's the questions of the week. Yes. So thanks for listening. That wraps it up. Um, thanks for every response. Um, we're gonna do this every month. Right. Follow Keep up questions of the week. Keep them coming. Um, it's always a great time. So, Dave, why don't you let them know where they can reach us? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, just look for Dudes on Movies, and of course we have the email address, Dudes on Movies at gmail.com. Right. Yeah. So until next time, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>